Flesh time long time. 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 Hey there, sports fans. First time. Long time. I'm Tommy Fitzgerald. He's Richie Barone. Richie, how are you? How do you think I am? We are moments away, moments, uh, and by moments I mean a few days away from opening day. The New York Mets are back in town. No longer do I have to pretend to care about other sports like hockey, football, WNBA, curling, lacrosse. None of them. I could put it all on the shelf and just focus on the New York Mets. How are you feeling, Tommy? I tell you, kid, it's so close, you can taste it. It's almost here, opening day. The New York Mets, Julio Tehran. No ascending God. We can forget that the current Mets hitters are hitting 200 or less against our boy Tehran. Forget about fighting emotions against Bartolo Colon next Tuesday. Going to be tough to see the man wearing another, another team's jersey. First time since 2014 the Metropolitans have opened with a nice homestand. I tell you, man, it's supposed to be a high of 53, a low of 41, partly cloudy skies. I mean, this is this is it. This is the real thing. Yeah, I'm pretty psyched. I got to tell you, I'm not scared of this Julio Tehran guy because uh, I think we're going to go in there like gangbusters. We got our guy, uh, Jason Bruce, with the pompadour. He's going to do his thing. I think he's going to do some nice work on the uh, the bounce back meter And, uh, you know, when it comes to the, the Bartolo thing, I think it's going to be tough to face him because there's a lot of emotion there. But it's like it's like when your dad breaks up with his girlfriend after he gets divorced from your mom. Like, if you see her in the streets, she's dead to you. So, you know, when, when Bartolo's on the mound, he's cooked. He's dead to us. We can't, we can't let this stuff get in the way. The guy's going to be, you know, he's going to be looking all, all sexy out there with his little pudgy self and his little Braves jersey, and then he's going to be throwing cutters left and right. We cannot let that guy mesmerize us with that one pitch he throws. But it's going to be hard. It's going to be a hard series against the Braves uh, to open the season. But, you know, this team, we're a World Series contenders. So let's, let's get on a horse and ride. You know what they say, Richie, Bartolo Colon in the streets, Bartolo Colon in the sheets. That's right. Bartolo Colon, yeah, I, it's like, it, he is a freak, so it's, it's, like a, it's like a synonym. Bartolo Colon, you can always throw that in there for freak. So if you're out at the bar and you're, you're with a lady and she's dancing all crazy to the pit bull, you can be like, whoa, look at this Bartolo Colon. And, uh, you know, you won't sound like you're judging anyone. I make them off as a judgmental line, but uh, yeah, shout out, shout out to you. Use that one at the uh, at the cool bars these days. I got nothing there, but uh, but hey, again, fifty three, <laughs> fifty three, and partly cloudy for all you Met fans out there. Let me be the first guy to warn you. You wake up, you're playing hooky from school, playing hooky from work, and you think, yeah, I'll go in jeans and my short sleeve Tug McGraw t shirt jersey, and that's where you're gonna be mistaken. It may be 53 as a high. It is going to be freezing at City Field. You're going to have to be more bombed than people that get jet season tickets. Yeah, I mean, I got to tell you, I've made the mistake of, of going out there like it's a goddamn Jimmy Buffett concert. And uh, every time I do, I, I find myself uh, buying a bunch of hot chocolates on opening day. Hot chocolate sales on opening day, uh, through the roof. If hot chocolate were a stock on opening day at City Field, You'd be making millions. You'd be more more rich than the Mark Zuckerberg. It'd be crazy because everyone shows up. Everyone says, hey, it's spring. 
It's officially spring. It's got to be warm, right? No, it doesn't have to be warm. It doesn't really get warm at City Field, if we're being honest, till about mid-May. I don't know if it's because the, the breeze from the airplanes flying overhead or, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not into science. But uh, whatever it is, that stadium stays very cold. But hopefully the Mets' bats stay very hot, if you know what I'm saying, Tommy. Kid, I see what you did there. And it's, and it's, and it's funny that you say that because there's some new food at the city field this week. They had a nice little press conference last week, and I tell you, kid, they're, they're bringing in cookie dough. We talked about the cookie dough on a past show. Not cookie dough ice cream, but actually selling cookie dough. Just uh, the dough. Just the dough. Yep. You got a, uh, a new Nicoletta from some, from some guy named Mike White, a chef, Michael White. Shout out to you. A chicken palm sandwich and mozzarella pepperoni sticks. And our boy Josh Capon's back. The, the last thing didn't work, so now he's selling burgers with bacon jam and American cheese. I don't know what that means. Uh, apparently, our boys at Two Boots have a new white pie, so you can pretend like you're out in, in the Brooklyn. And then I know your favorite, the catch of the day, waffle fries with fried clam strips. I tell you, kid, I'm getting hungry just thinking about this. Man, I and lobster tacos, too, I heard. Lobster tacos, yeah. Lobster tacos. Uh, Jesus Christ, let me tell you something. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little torn here because on, on one hand, I'm an old school guy. I'm the kind of guy like, you know, if there's a bag of peanuts half open on the floor, you, you give them, you know, you give them a little sniff, you see if anything's in there and you go for it. You just, you, that's the ball game. You, you're, it's no frills, you know, so I don't, I don't want this to turn into a full blown cocktail party. But on the other hand, I think you, you got me on in one area. Like I don't, I don't care about Mike White. And his silly chicken palm sandwich. I certainly don't care for this cookie dough thing where everyone's just going to be, you know, rolling out of the stadium like a bunch of whales. Uh, you know, I'm a big fitness guy myself. Uh, bench 250. No big One deal. time. Yeah, no, no big deal. Three spotters. 250, three spotters. <laughs> don't worry about it. Uh, what, I, what I do three like, spotters, though. no sleeves. Three spotters, no sleeves. <laughs> what are those? But uh, I do like those fried clam strips. Let me tell you something. Catch of the day, it is a sneaky place. It's a sneaky bet. It's a sure thing at City Field. You want to go somewhere where there's no line, every time you go to catch of the day. Because everyone treats it like fish at a diner when, in reality, it's great fish. I've, never, I've only gotten sick like three times. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take those odds. I've had it at least 30. So shout out to Capture the Day for really switching it up there. Can't wait to, uh, to get some lobster tacos and, and, and shove. maybe I'll shove the clam strips in the lobster tacos just to have everything at once. I, I usually like to go a little crazy on opening day and try all the, uh, the new fare. I love it, kid. And, and the thing about the Catch of the Day is it's right next to the Fuku spot, which has the best $13 chicken sandwich I've ever had, the only Thirteen dollar chicken sandwich I've ever had. It's it's pretty good, but it's it's a little weird when you, you know, it's it's a small sandwich. You know, I can go to Wendy's and get that for like three forty nine. Yeah, let me tell you something. I got to ask you a question. Do you think that uh, Pat Lafrida is feeling the heat? All these other guys coming onto his turf. Do you think at some point maybe uh, Josh Capon is found, uh, you know, bleeding in the bathroom? I don't know, kid. I tell you, the Lafrida steak sandwich is massively overrated. Like. Ooh. You know, it's like a $15 sandwich and you get there and it's like all Pat, close your ears. You know, it's, Pat listens. It's, hey, hey, Pat. Yeah, real fan. Real fan talking to you. Not Pat LaFontaine, Pat LaFrida. 
New York Island is for life. Uh, Long Island, I see you. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm not I'm not a guy that's going to pay for the Lafrida steak sandwich. It's not me. I'd rather get a Keith burger. I mean, and quite frankly, I've always you know I'm I've always been a going through stages. I'm usually a sausage and peppers guy. Sometimes a plain hot dog guy. That weird Italian sandwich at the Italian spot that I can't remember the name. Right next to Rotunda. Mama's a Corona. Mama's a Corona. There you go. Shout out to Mama's a Corona. I see you, Queens. But the ch- the chicken palm sandwich. I mean, that could be life changing, especially when it's like uh, like cold out. You know. Oh nice, yeah. Nice chicken palm. I I don't know. That could be big time. I mean, while we're on the topic, I gotta I gotta ask you, what do you think is the the best value food wise at City Field? Still a sauce and peppers. I mean, it's, probably it's, right? cons- it's consistent. It's big. Like you have one of those, like you don't, you don't really, you don't really need anything. You, you might get something else. You don't really need anything else. Right. I got to agree. I mean, you can go around, you can get your tacos, you can get your catch of the day, which, you know, obviously we've all heard about it. I love it. Um, you know, uh, usually eat my catch of the day while listening to Down East and Alexa by Billy Joel and my little earbuds while watching the Met game. It's literally the perfect storm of delight. Uh, but I, you know, S and P's nothing Nothing as as valuable as S and P's. You pay like seven bucks. You get yourself a sausage and pepper. You add on one of those, you know, fancy craft beers or whatever, and you, you have yourself a day. Yeah, you just lean back in your seat, and you know, you you forget about all the bad things in your life. Right, and then three hours later, they all come flooding back, and you, <laughs> and then you you try to do it again the next day. But yeah, I gotta I gotta agree. Great call on the uh, sausage and peppers. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a hell of a season in general. But when when the Mets add new food to the mix, people go bonkers. It's great, kid. I I am thoroughly looking forward to the new fair over at the City Field. But you know what the best thing about this opening day is? What's we're playing, that? We're, we're playing the Braves. Remember last That's true. year? Remember the last year having to watch the Royals get their rings and that weird scheduling quirk? I hated it. I hated reliving it. I mean, I'm an Irishman through and through, and my way of dealing with bad things is to repress them in so deep in my psyche that I eventually forget about it, and then it fires back up about 20 years later. You know, there I am, looking at this, six months later, and I have to deal with this. I mean, come on, kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, basically, last year, it was like it was like the Mets went out to a bar after breaking up with their girlfriend, all right, like two weeks afterward. Then they go in there. And the quarterback of the football team is jamming their throat down our girl's mouth. And we're just sitting there like, oh, Madonna. And then we sit there. We think it's over. We go out. We get a little too drunk with our boys, have some White Castle, go home. Two days later, he goes, you know what? Let's go back to the bar. What are the odds are going to be there again? And then we go, you know you know what? Yeah, let's get back on the horse. Let's get back in that, to that bar. They're not going to be there again. Go back to the bar. Same guy, same girl, same spot in the bar tongue jamming and uh you know i mean we don't deserve that that's uh that's some stuff that's going to take a while to heal so it's it's a beautiful thing that we're starting at home we're starting against the braves the braves stink the biggest the biggest uh you know heartbreak that we're going to have is watching our little fat friend bartolo wearing a braves uniform but you know jokes on him because they're going to win like i don't know 70 games this year so enjoy that bot um, I think he's in it for the, the personal stats at this point. I don't think he's really worried about win, winning a ring. You know, otherwise he wouldn't have signed with the Braves. But uh, but yeah, I got to tell you, I 
Couldn't agree more about uh, our opener. Thank you, MLB, for showing some mercy. Yeah, I tell you, kid, the girlfriend analogy, kind of like that song by uh, the Airborne Toxic Event, Somewhere Around Midnight. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know. I is, Was that on VH1? Uh, I think it was uh, it was right after Wham, before the Spin Doctors. No, it was it was uh, it was late two thousand. So who remembers anything? You want right. to sing me a little? Give me a couple bars. <laughs> I I'm not the guy, kid. I, uh, oh I'm gonna, man, I'm gonna. But uh, to your point about Bartolo Colon, I don't think he cares about personal stats. I think he more cares about his grandkids. Grandkids, grandkids, grandkids never having to do anything in their lives. I mean, like, you know, if you're Bartolo Colon, him and R.A. Dickey, I mean, the Braves are, are essentially just, in, in my eyes, just taking the old Kelly Johnson approach and just signing guys who the Mets might want to trade for. Yeah, that's true. I could fully see, I think we've spoken about it here before, but I could fully see a scenario where uh, Bartolo winds up back um, – on the Mets this July, I'm picturing myself sitting outside, uh, you know, under the sprinkler, letting it get me a little wet in July, just, you know, just trying to beat the heat, and uh, I got FAN on, and next thing you know, Steve Summers cuts in and tells me that Tolo is back in orange and blue, and let me tell you something, I will flip that lawn chair so quickly and uh, get tickets for that game, your head will spin, so... Um, yeah, the Mets and the Braves have this weird history. They keep going back and forth with the trades. But, um, you know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Um, and otherwise, I, I mean, moving on from the Braves, what do you think of the fact that uh, our boy, Long Island Zone, Stevie Matz, can't keep it together? Is he going to have – is he going to be replaced by a guy like Giselman and Wheeler when they finally, you know – when Wheel is up full time and Giselman's obviously in the rotation, what's what's going on with the with the boy Stevie Metz? Yeah, yeah I, I think what you're going to see is uh, it's going to be between Lugo and Wheeler for whatever spot that Metz isn't in. Giselman will be the five man to start the season. I, I mean, like I I think it as much as I like Lugo and I think he's he certainly did his job last year. I think from a confidence standpoint, you got to give Wheeler a shot. Like you gotta let him go. Like, oh yeah, because like if you send him down, like after all this, like you know, all the other guys are are taking fancy last supper photos and all this different stuff, and like at a certain point, like he was the guy. You know, it was like you know, going back to your high school analogy. You know, he's the guy that was the starting quarterback as a freshman, and then some of the hot shots coming in. Like you, you gotta move him to tight end, let him play. Like you gotta find a way to get this guy in the field or. You know, he might go lift weights in the garage with the, the car running and the door closed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do I ever? <laughs> uh, I, I know. I've been there. Got a little dark. But, uh, yeah, I'm just hoping Stevie Matz can get on the field. I mean, the kid's got uh, immense talent. He's he obviously he's grown up in God's country. And uh, I just want to see him get out there and, and uh, make Grandpa Matz proud. But the guy, you know, there's an elbow soreness here. There's a, there's a problem with the shoulder there. You know, I mean – um, the other guy that comes to mind is Juan Legeris. I mean, he's never that guy's never on the field. I mean, I don't know if if in oblique, I don't know how those work. I don't know if they're like kidneys, but if they are, I'd get it removed because they the guy's always he's always got one that's strained. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same way, kid. I, I didn't go to medical school, uh, which is clear. 
but I I don't even really know what the oblique does. It's in your upper body. I know that. But I mean, you just taught me something. That's 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 all I got, kid. But uh, but yeah. So uh, give me a score prediction. Monday. Oh boy. Uh, score prediction: Mets Braves Monday, April third. Mets six, Braves one. I like it, kid. I was gonna say five two. All right, all right. How many strikeouts will Sinden God have? Twelve. Twelve. I, I'm gonna go with uh, ten strikeouts, but he's going to hit a ground rule double with the bat. Ooh, ground, yeah. Not not a home run. Really, really calling your shot there. No, I will get even more specific. The ball will bounce in left center field, and it will hit the P in Party City deck, and then come back onto the field. Because the Party City deck is out there now. Or no, I'm sorry, excuse me. Uh, I, I should correct myself. It's the M&M's deck. I can't keep up with all these, these fancy advertisers. Is that, is that a thing? Yes, the M&M's deck is where you have bashful parties in the left field. Uh, you can hang over the field. Heckle some outfielders. You've seen those guys over there with the gate and the railing. It's like a. I did it. I did it once. It's like it's a great racket. You go out there, hundred bucks ticket. All you can drink. All you can eat. I got cut off in the fifth inning. I mean, that's, and, that's pretty much the idea. I, yeah, I negotiated with the guy who was doing the beer. I said, he said, hey, give me those three beers in your hand back. And I said, I'm keeping these. These are mine. You have the right to not give me two more, but you do not have the right to take the ones I already owned. So, you know, little tip if anyone's going to be out on the, uh, the M&M's party deck, don't let them take your beers. Just accept it when they don't give you new ones. Life lessons from your boys at first time, long time, right there. I like it, kid. That's right. So, I mean, uh, yeah, and, and, you know, now that we're doing this, this whole thing about opening day, we got everybody amped up to eat in the park. We've talked about the teams on the field a little bit. Now, like, you know, to wrap things up, what are we doing before and after the game? Let's let's make it like a, a full experience. Is there anywhere people should be before the game to drink some beers? And after the game, should people be going to McFadden's? Should they be heading home? You know, let's let's give them some veteran advice. Yeah, kid. So I, I tell you, your play your play is you want to get there early. Opening day. I mean, every every blue collar guy on Long Island uh, and parts of Westchester. Uh, that has the day off. I mean, they're going to be at McFadden's first thing, drinking two at a time. So you want you want to get there early, but you want to get there from like from like ten thirty to eleven forty five, right? And then you want to you want to get in the stadium because the lines are always long in terms of security. Everyone underestimates how long they're going to take, and then especially if you're going in through McFadden's because people cut that line and that becomes a whole thing. So you get to McFadden's early, you leave relatively early. You figure out what kind of food you want because it's opening day for everybody. And that includes the hospitality folks as well. I mean, it's, it's opening day for them as well. So you get, you get there early. You and they didn't be, get a spring training. Keep that in mind. Right, right. And you want to you be in your seat like with, with a food and a, and a beverage at like, at like 1220, right? You eat. You're able to go hit the head. And then you're able to get another beer before you come back in 
for the introductions because it's opening day. You want to be there for the intros and for them to introduce everyone. It's a nice thing. So, you know, the key is to get there early. Always leave a little earlier. Make sure you're in your seat a little faster than you think. And then after the game, uh, go to go to Astoria. It's a nice day. Go to the beer garden. Like, do stuff like that. That's That's usually my advice. That's the way smart people do it. And let me tell you something. If you are coming from Long Island, which you should be, uh, take the Long Island Railroad. The subway is disgusting, and it's for, uh, for poor people. Take the Long Island Railroad. Little trick. You can drink on the Long Island Railroad without getting arrested. So when you're trying to get there at 1030, if you get on the, the, uh, the 957 or something, you can have yourself probably three or four Miller Lights. Before you even get to the stadium, and those are free because you stole them from your dad. So you know it's it's, it's all good. Uh, if you're an idiot like myself, after the game, I can't argue with Tommy's before the game. That's pretty it's pretty stellar. After the game, what you do is you tell your friends, "Hey, you want to go to McFadden's?" Then you wait on the half hour long line. You get inside McFadden's and you just jam the night away. You you drink and party in there and dance until it's it's really uncomfortable. Until it gets really dark out, and you realize, hey, I gotta go to work tomorrow. Like you know, I'm I'm drinking like we're in uh, Putacana, and I'm 18 again. You know, like it's not uh, it's not gonna be like this. So then, and then after that, you get like a really expensive Uber and uh, eat a sandwich, and hopefully you can go to bed and wake up the next day feeling like hell. But at least you know the Mets won, and you have one day to recover because usually the Mets have the next day off before they keep the series rolling. So, uh, you know, that's how you can do it if you're a giant meathead idiot like myself. I mean, kid, you're, you're smart. You know what you do. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, you can call me a lot of things. You can call me uh, degreeless because I got a GED. I didn't, I didn't graduate, okay? You can call me, uh, you know, the, you can call me an idiot. You can call me a meathead. I'm all those things. But... When it comes to navigating a Mets opening day, the only thing you can call me is the king. All right? Hey, kid. When, when you're right, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, you, I'm going to hit you with a few more. It is what it is. Uh, that's how we do. And, uh, you baby know. Blue. I, baby blue. Baby <laughs> blue. <laughs> And I, th- I think that's all we got for him. I mean, that's a pretty comprehensive look at opening day from the game on the field to the food to what you should be doing before and after. Uh, you know, Tommy and I will both be at opening day. I will be sitting in section 137, uh, probably in just a wife beater and some orange track pants. So if you see me, give me a high five. Tommy, where are you going to be at? I think I'm actually going to be right near you in left field over there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm... <laughs> we didn't plan this. I think I'm like 138. I'll have to uh, I'll have to check the tickets, but 138. Tommy, uh, Tommy's a big North Face and Shorts guy. Shorts all year round. Yeah, there's. If you see the guy in the Lucas Duda authentic, I haven't decided if I'm gonna wear it. Yeah, that has the the 50th anniversary patch on the left the left arm. That's me. That's him. That's me. Yep. My my name might not be Tommy, but that's me. So just. <laughs> If you if you listen this far, think about it. And if you happen to be in left field, that's me. So and he might have cargo shorts on because he's worked too hard on those calves to not show them off. So 
So on that note, folks, enjoy opening day. It's going to be a hell of a season. We will be here pretty much all the time feeding you all sorts of baloney, but the Mets. Twice a week. Twice a week. So uh, get ready for that. And uh, that's about it. So let's go Mets. And may this be the beginning of one hell of a World Series run. Take it easy. LGM. Yeah, hey, fellas, this is Chris from New Hyde Park. First time, long time. Hi, this is Bob from Greenpoint. First time, long time here. Hey, guys, this is Audie Bevilacqua from Hapog. First time, long time. <laughs>